There's a whole crowd of men out there who need this. Welcome to the case study. This case study will be marked down in time, known to all as the record keeper of the historic rise of the woke man. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, welcome, gentlemen. I don't know if any women will be listening to this, but quite frankly, I don't care. What I want is to see the change in man. Yes, that's hurt. The change in man. This is the Woke Man series, where you hear the stories of men who changed, who laid to rest their old ways of thinking, and who opened up and started expressing their truth, revealing emotion, strengthening their self-awareness, and breaking free from the old paradigm of being a man. This is going to help men find the courage to open up, to break the shackles of toxic masculinity, and to guide them home in becoming a better man. Let's go. Oh, by the way, it's Luca. Luca Reedy from the Feeling Alive podcast. And The Woke Man is a sub-series. You're welcome. Welcome, gentlemen, because like as my intro says, I don't think too many ladies are going to be listening to this. But <laughs> welcome to The Woke Man. Uh, this is the greatest case study on men because we are going to see what it takes one conscious man to awaken. And like all of these people on all of these men on this uh, series, the woke man series weren't always conscious. And I don't think none of us were really born conscious, but uh, we go through some experiences, go through some challenges and you know what life takes us on a path that sometimes we don't really expect. And I think that's the best way, but we ultimately need to go down a path that finds us more deeper fulfillment, meaning in life, wholehearted behaviors, actions, and to create more happiness and internal peace. And so everyone that I will interview will be talking about their journey on the work path. Now, I've got my brother, Ian. Now, if you're wondering why my intro and outro of this Woke Man series sounds so crisp, you can congratulate and thank this man right here for helping me out there. I uh, thank you, brother. How are you? No worries. I'm doing very well, man. How are you? Good, bro. Are you ready for this? I am. I'm actually very, very excited because I have no <laughs> idea what to expect. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's, that's the beauty of this is like, we're going to have a hundred men, like I said to you before, hundred men, 18 questions. And we're going to formulate like this amazing case study that will say, Hey, this is how, this is how men woke up. Mm. So are you ready to roll? Yes, sir. Cool, man. So first of all, tell us who you are, uh, your name, give yep. us a, give us just your, your name. <laughs> all right. My name is Ian DeMello. Ian DeMello. Brother, where do you live right now? I live in West Melbourne, Australia. Sick. What do you do for a living right now? Right now I'm working in a organic whole foods kitchen and I teach dance and I make music. Sweet. What type of dance is it? It's crump dancing, so a very high energetic, um, expressive style of dance that's sort of like branched under hip hop. Mm -hmm. um, 
And you could say it's like the street style of contemporary dancing. Mm, and what is uh, the music that you, you produce? Um, I write my own lyrics to hip hop beats and I have different producers that um, feed me beats basically. And then I just write my heart. <laughs> what, do you, what do you write about? Consciousness. Here <laughs> mm, we most go. Of the time. Yeah, most yeah. of the time. Sometimes I'll just um, write, like in hip hop, we have a saying we have bars. So um, music resides off of like four counts and like, you know, one, two, three, four. So that, that's a bar. And yeah, like in hip hop, we have bars, and the saying is like you have punchlines and stuff like that. So it's how well you can formulate a sentence to create a strong, either a strong statement or using like wordplay to be really witty. Yeah, wicked, man. I love that. So if anyone can just quickly, just before we go on to our next question, if anyone wants to check out your stuff, where do they find you? Well, you can follow me on Instagram, dancer.mcemcwe. Or you can go onto my Spotify or SoundCloud at Melodian MC. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome, bro. All right, next question. What's one thing you're really good at? Dancing. <laughs> Dancing. Sick. All right, cool. I love that. Uh, next question. What's your biggest fear? Oh, failing. Failing at what? Um, being successful. Mm. To my standard of what success is, yeah. So not achieving your true potential. Yep. Yeah. That's well, it. Okay. Uh, that's what's the your perfect way of saying it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite quote? Oh, everything starts within, never without. Mm, fuck yeah, I love that. Uh, what is a conscious man to you? Oh, damn! Someone that chooses to take the responsibility of looking at himself and the connection that everything and everyone has to him and taking mm. responsibility for his mental, obviously following what his um, soul, his higher self desires and making that come into fruition mm. um, and yes yeah, stepping into one's true and highest potential mm. love that bro yeah. uh two more questions in quickfire what's one thing that challenges you right now far out um <clears throat> what challenges me right now knowing well, this was actually yesterday. I had a really hectic time yesterday, but it was just what my purpose is here and being conscious enough to follow what's in here, my heart, over what's in here, mm. which is basically the filter of ego, whereas this has none. Mm but this is the scarier thing to live by because we're not taught to live and use it properly. Mm. Yeah. So mm. I would say shifting like, Getting out of really, the head. 
yeah, really consciously shifting into my heart in pretty much every way and trying to change, like balance it out. So it's like 80-20 rather than 80-20. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. That's yeah. a good way to put it. I've never really heard that, but I like that. Um, now, last question. Do you believe in a greater power? 100%. 100%. What is that greater power to you? Um, I would say that it's it's the infinite energy of the cosmos that we, as conscious men, and only conscious men can do this, is tap into that infinite power to manifest and create and be who we want to be. Mm. Come back to the heart. That's awesome, bro. That's the quick fire questions over. Beautiful questions. Now we're yeah. going to get real and raw, right? And we're going to talk about your journey yeah. from from uh, yeah. conscious, unconscious to conscious. And like I said to you before, this isn't the, this isn't the process of where we, be, where we, our journey of becoming enlightened with where there's no, it's no destination that we've made where it's a journey that we're still on. Um, and your answers here are going to help with, you know, 99 other men help those unconscious men looking to have more meaning in their life. So are we ready to get down? Yeah, man. Sweet brother. All right. First question. What did your life look like as unwoke and what's it look like now man unwoke <laughs> uh, i was a heavy abuser of narcotics mm. um whenever i could whenever i had the chance to be high i would be even if i was teaching a dance class um, whenever I had the chance to be drinking with my friends, I would definitely be doing that, mm. taking, taking LSD and stuff like that. And that was obviously my way of escaping what this was doing. And, I, and in that process, I didn't really learn how to deal with it. It was more so just like, yeah, let's just smoke bud and you know, take all these substances to get myself away from actually dealing with the trauma and real life situations that I couldn't necessarily share with anyone or anyone that was actually conscious enough to help me with writing them in a spiritual manner until I met this crazy human. He's my brother. Um, his name is Felix and he just like, so a little bit of backstory before that, what caused me and what brought me to being a substance abuser was my, my mom and dad broke up. So it was a broken family type situation. I didn't really know how to handle that because the more I obviously became a little bit more conscious through that period, I was realizing a lot of stuff that um, in, their, in their patterns, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. in how they were as people. And I really didn't want to carry that in myself and in my energy and stuff. And I left my family for maybe like, I think two years, I would barely see them. I was just like always with my friends, always blazed and partying and stuff like that. And then, yeah, 
met Felix and he just bombarded me, bro. Like literally every day for like two years. Yeah, I would say about two years bombarding me with consciousness and like occult knowledge about the universe, how things work. Um, and yeah, like the light and dark of how this world operates. So yeah, obviously like the occult satanic stuff and then the light and how there's a spiritual war going on and has been for so many years past, like through the ancient times and stuff and why um, the ancient tribes of this world have not been able to prosper because if they did, we would be so spiritually advanced that we would be already back to source. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, interesting. And so now it's your life looks so different now is because you've, you've had this guy sort of come in and give you an awareness that you never had, like a teacher almost, and yeah. you started seeing things for what it really was. Yes. And, and then now you, how do you see things now in your life instead of like as, say, you know, things back then were happening to you. Is it now that you see things as happening for you? Yeah, definitely. All, all the time and i think that's what really that that um perspective has kept me grounded mm. yeah yeah always and- always keeps me calm and just allowing things to happen rather than complaining about them or you know like obviously there's hard times and stuff but yeah. i know that it that it's always for a higher, higher picture, wow. bigger reason. That's beautiful. And does, is narcotics a part of your life now? No, I have been, the last time I smoked weed was nine months ago. Wow. So you definitely don't need it as much as you had before. You definitely don't use it the way you used to just from having, no, you know, having that deeper awareness and having that teacher come into your life to help you shift a lot of things. Eh? Yeah. Awesome. So in that case, what was your biggest vice? Um, Substance-wise? Yeah, like anything. Like what was your biggest vice that you used to feel greater? Um, I would say I have two, I have two answers to that. Mm. <laughs> Um, I would say at the time it would have been weed. Yeah. But in saying that as well, I got to the point where I realized that it wasn't helping me at all. Mm. And it didn't feel good because it would put me in a state of spiraling downward with my thoughts rather than just being reflective i didn't really know how to filter those thoughts when i was in a different dimension basically Mm. um so yeah that would be that's the first vice and i wouldn't necessarily call this a vice because i'm still doing it now but it you could say that it is a way out for me is dancing okay or just anything to do with music writing or dance 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a beautiful way to express yourself like that. And that makes you feel better, right? So move, you've gone from using weed to feel better to moving to feel better. Yeah. That's exactly. crazy. So next question, what emotion challenged you most? Now I've got five emotions here, but if it's obviously something different, let me know. But I've got yeah. anxiety, shame, guilt, fear, or anger. For all of well, not all of them. I'm okay with the anxiety thing because dance gave me confidence to not be anxious. Yeah. Mm. Being on stage and stuff like that. Um, guilt was definitely one. Shame and anger, for sure. Those three are the main ones. <clears throat> shame, shame, guilt, and anger. Shame, guilt, and anger, definitely. Mm. Did you ever contribute your emotions to something that happened to you in the past? Yes, definitely. I believe that everything is connected to past trauma, whether mm. it's this life or past lives. And it's up to us as conscious males to mm. write that. And, has, and that's beautiful, bro. And so like, and have you, um, have you forgiven that thing from happening in your life? Have you found forgiveness yeah. for what happened to you? In, in this life, yeah. I'm still working on getting connected to, you know, past lives and whatnot to actually be able to heal that. Um, but, yeah, I definitely have. And it's just helped me so much in being a better person and not, not as ang angry or feel like I would be in a state of shame or guilt. But those two are actually probably harder for me to deal with still rather than anger. I think yeah. my anger levels are like all like in control. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't I rarely go there. Mm. And when you do, is there um a process you go through that sort of helps you calm down or you just like let it ride out? Uh, when it comes to anger? Yeah, when you hit that emotion. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say that breathing mm. and reminding is the main one and then reminding myself that it is an egoic state of being and mm. then that just basically slaps me back into yeah shit I shouldn't be angry and mm. also um realizing that anger stems from truth mm. how, how so it, um because say for example if I'm angry at someone or at a situation it's one either because I can't I have the tools to deal with it, but I haven't dealt with it. So it's reoccurring until I do deal with it. Or, yeah, basically it's just a part of me that I haven't been able to let go and I haven't accepted. Mm. And that's where I think anger stems from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. I like that perspective. Yeah. So to go on from that, was, 
what was the lowest point in your life? I think everyone has this moment in their life where they've like hit rock bottom, so to say, like the bottom of the hero's journey. What was mm-hmm. the lowest point of your life? Man. To be honest, I would, maybe it's just because it was, it happened really recently, but it wasn't necessarily anything to do with the substance, I think. Mm. But like yesterday, I felt really, really out of, like I didn't feel connected to who I was. Mm. yesterday um and i'm i know that it's to do with like what's happening with the retrogrades and the energies that are hitting the earth and stuff like that and i know that it's obviously what's needed what was needed for me to be in the mental state that i am in now because i feel a lot more clearer and it felt like i was shedding a lot more but like when it was happening for the past like two days man i just felt like i didn't know who i was at all i didn't Mm. have i felt like i didn't have anything i felt like i couldn't share um my my gifts with anyone i didn't know how to be able to pretty much do what you're doing, which is spreading awareness of, you know, being a conscious being and allowing the light to lead you and love to lead you rather than the opposite. Mm. And I'm still finding a way of how to actually do that and sort of like live that way as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I find myself, yeah, I find myself surrounded by people that aren't really about that. Yeah. And that really upsets me in a way. But I know that that's also me being scared. And that's my physical reality. Yeah. Does being, being scared of uh, not real, like you said, not being your truest potential, not meeting that. And yeah. so yesterday well, you were well, like, well, I'm not how do I get to where I want to go? Was that sort of the question that was rising? Yeah, basically. Like I didn't know, I didn't, or I, I know how to, but I think it's just a fact of letting all of this backed, this backlog fear and shame mm. um, and uh, um, guilt as well be pushed to the side so that I can come forward and let all of those things sort of like be kept behind me, but also push me at the same time so that I can um, ascend up the ranks, (laughs) Mm. so to speak. Yeah. And ascend, you mean like raising your consciousness and, and changing your environment? Yeah. 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 So, in every every way, in every yeah. way, and just being able to um, connect to the heart and just really follow that and be okay with that and not be, even though it is a little bit scary, be okay with that fear, because some fear is good. Yeah. 
Yeah. You can use that. Yeah. You can use that. Yeah. And so, uh, bro, I appreciate your realness, eh? And your rawness. Like, a lot of, like, this is what I say here is, is woke man isn't a destination, it's a journey. And it's an ever evolving day. Like, we hit our barriers every day. It's just being conscious of when we're hitting them, what, and, and you literally look at it and go, what's here for me? Instead of, yeah. fuck you, blame, 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 disappointment. It's just like, what's here for me? And yeah, it's not yeah. easy, but. Mm-hmm the process makes it easier and easier and easier to find that internal peace. Yeah. Yeah. So I think think that's what a lot of people get twisted when it comes to being a conscious person or male um, is they think that once you are woke, it gets like everything, like you, you just see the light and you're full of love and all this mm. type of thing. But I'm sorry to say, guys, it doesn't really work that way mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's, an, it's a never-ending process. Every day we're hit with challenges and stuff, but being conscious and aware, you have the tools to help you um, through things and overcome things way easier. Yeah. And see the silver lining in every situation, even if it is really, really dark and you find yourself in a really dark place. Mm, that's beautiful, man. Appreciate yeah. that. And so this, this is a part of this question, being the lowest point in your life, and it's a deep question, so um, it's, it's going to require getting real. Did suicide ever cross your mind in your life? Yeah. Mm. not not actually i never got to the point of doing it um or yeah even trying it at all like i never had a knife in my hand or Mm. anything like that you know but definitely the thoughts have arised multiple times and i think it yeah i think it's just sort of normal man (laughs) but it's like when you don't know where to go the yeah. easiest fuck it. I'll just let I'll like, let myself go out of this the, the one way I do know yeah. yeah 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 so I guess that's why it's handy having those tools on this journey so you can fucking live to your truest potential I appreciate that like, man. yeah and just be like nah it's it's not worth it yeah. like this life is I still haven't I'm still not at where I'm supposed to be yet I haven't yeah. you know um yeah, I just haven't brought forth everything that I am and to the world and helped um, shed light and bring light to the world so that we all as a whole living organism can transcend. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So in that case, was there like a significant on your journey? Was there, you know, we talked about the low, but was there a significant moment of awakening for you? A yes. specific memory. What was it? Um, that was my QHHT journey. Tell me about that. Cause you got me onto this and I did it yeah. after you told me. Yeah. Quantum healing, hypnosis therapy. Amazing, amazing stuff. It was created by Dolores Cannon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know her, check her out. Amazing stuff. So basically, that brings you into your past lives and mm. the past lives that get shown to you 
are your answers to the questions that you have pre-written down. So you have a guide um, and they lead you through everything and all these past lives. And sometimes, yeah, I just remember everything so vividly. It still blows my mind to this day. Like if I tell you my whole journey, it'll give me goosebumps type mm. thing. And that just really shook me in the best way possible to realize that there are actually different dimensions, different entities, past lives, a real thing mm. that's happening like exactly at the same time as this time mm-hmm. as well. That's going to, that's going to be like so confusing for a few people, but if you have, <laughs> yeah. if you haven't experienced something like that, it's okay. Uh, and I think you only know when you experience it, right? Because I, I, I agree with you and I experienced it too. Mm. And like, so did this give you that QHHT that it's basically like a past life regression almost yeah. for about eight hours. Um, you're sitting on a waterbed and you were basically shown you know, all these different aspects of you, what you signed up for, what you've done already, and what your soul has done already and on its conscious journey. And, yeah. and so that, and that being your biggest moment of awakening, did that give you like just a push to go, oh, this is who I am? And that sort of like took you into more internal power? Yeah, definitely. It really got me connected to um, my main spirit guide. I know that I have multiple spirit guides, like all of us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my main spirit guide, and he's sitting me with me right now. Mm. And it's so cool to be able to connect with, I guess you could call him an ET mm. because he is not visible, but I can see him and I know that he's here. Mm. But um, yeah, that it definitely made me, and allowed me to understand and overstand and sit into who I was as a spiritual being. Because, mm. yeah, we're human in, in a third density, but we're spiritual beings first. We're light bodies first. And that allowed me to just realize that we just have to be. Yeah. Mm. Be here now. Mm, that's beautiful bro so on this journey you awakening going through this period of knowing who you are obviously you had a different life and then you started shifting was a how did your friend group change i know this is a huge challenge for men who are wanting something different how did it change and how did you deal with that it was very very difficult (laughs) it was yeah it was crazy because it's so weird because I was talking to, well, I talked to a couple of people about this, but I'm just going to refer to my missus. Like I knew, I told her that I already knew before everything actually happened that I wasn't going to be friends with them for my whole life, mm. as crazy as that is. Wow. Um, well, my, my immediate group the people that I, you know, was partying with all the time and stuff like that because I wanted more and I, I knew and I, I saw that they were so comfortable and content in what they were doing that when I did start um, gaining more consciousness and increasing my perspective and opening it up, opening my mind's eye up, that I found 
too many, um, how can I say, too many traits of myself in them that I didn't necessarily like. Mm. And it caused like, even though they were my boys, like if they came to me today, I would still, I would be loving towards them. You know, I still have love for them and stuff. But it's just like, I didn't want to be around that anymore. I didn't want to be around people that were close-minded, really. That's basically it. Like, if you're, if you're not necessarily on a spiritual journey, then I can only mess with you and be a part of your life as much as you want the spirit to be a part of your life. Yeah. And they weren't about that. But the way that everything transpired and like we got out of contact was very, very like stressful, man. <laughs> stressful and ego eating, even though in my head I knew that I wasn't necessarily um, in like the negative space of it if that makes sense yeah like i was just seeing everything as this is how it is i sort of knew that this was coming and if people don't want to be open even though they think that i'm not open then that's okay and i'm okay with leaving that part of myself behind to um and basically that's just like sacrificing who I was to get to where I am now, mm. because if I was, and if I didn't sacrifice those parts of me, then I wouldn't be as enlightened, even though I don't really like using that word because it's got so many negative connotations towards it, but as uplifted, you know, as I am now, yeah, it, yeah. And and it so how, how did how did you deal with it? So did you have to go slowly start to walk away, or did you just pull straight out, or was it you know one by one, or over six months, over a year? How did it look? Um, and were you were you by yourself for quite a bit of time? Yeah, I I was, but I always had people there. So like when everything was happening, um, Felix was the next thing. So it was sort of me transitioning from, I'm just going to use these examples, like 3D to 4D, basically. Yeah, um, so like a lower level consciousness to a higher level consciousness. But did yeah. you have like, did you leave a big group of friends to go to like a very small but higher quality group of friends? Definitely. But in saying that, I've always had a really, really small circle, yeah. like really small circle that are actually like this with me, you know? Yeah. Um, mm, that's cool. And yeah, like it's just about because this is the thing people think that you have to stay with your people all the time, be like homies with the homies that you grew up with mm. until until you pass and stuff like that. But it's like energy changes. If your homies aren't on the same frequency, you're only doing yourself damage basically yeah you're lowering your frequency if you, yeah if you want to change your life you can't be with the same people period yeah. it doesn't work that way 
Yeah, I love that, man. I resonate with that. Um, so we've talked about QHHT as being a you know monumental moment for you to wake up. But was healing was healing a big part of your journey? Did you have to heal anything like mentally, emotionally, physically? Uh, and what's what was that? What what is what modality did you use? Um, I am healing. I feel like I'm healing every day. Mm. Just covering, n- not even covering up. Just I think the main thing is accepting all the darkness that's in me and being able to bring the light out of that. So basically like reverse everything and reprogram everything. I think that's the main word. Yeah. Reprogram because we're so conditioned to think about things in a negative way first before just seeing something as like a situation and then putting a perspective on it rather than going negative situation let's try and work at it but just Mm. see the situation as it is not as your mind necessarily sees it if that makes sense i don't know if i'm explaining it properly yeah just accepting it for what it is and and not putting your past program your subconscious condition program as as allowing that to label what it is so you've yes, basically exactly. had to, your big part of your healing is to reprogram your subconscious. Yeah. Pretty and much, I right? find, yeah, definitely. Mm. And I think that's what a lot of people don't get into and they don't get about what being conscious is, is actually having to lift and bring to the surface your subconscious programming, which is majority of the time shit to be able to reverse that and be who you actually want to be. And that takes a lot of hard work. Mm, That's really cool. Um, Next question, bro. Mm. What part of your conscious journey, right? Are you most grateful for? I would say meeting Nadia. Well, actually, not meeting Nadia, being with her. Mm, fuck, that's awesome. And Nadia is your obviously your partner for anyone who's yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> so why is that? Um, I feel like I, I tell her this as much as I can, which is very often. <laughs> but I, th- um, she's, she's. I feel like she's my heart in physical form and she always brings me back to what I'm supposed to be doing and who I'm supposed to be rather than me taking control of it. Yeah. So she allows you to be your true self. Yeah. Mm. And in saying that though, I, at first I thought that um, my true self was who I thought I was mm. rather than going into here and realizing. Here. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So it was a lot more ego and like pride and shit like that. But yeah, being around her and stuff like that is allows me to 
focus, mm-hmm. I guess, on so, really who I am, yeah. It sounds like a big part of your journey was really getting out of the head and into the heart, man. Hey. Oh, 100%, bro. And I feel like there was a massive shift from yesterday till today. Like, I feel so different. Um. <clears throat> Cause I've definitely been doing a lot of like spiritual work and stuff in the past, like even just in the past two weeks, like making contact with you again mm. has changed a lot. Um, Cause I feel like I haven't necessarily had a brother to do this with mm. for a long time, even when it does come to my family and stuff, because I don't feel like they get it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think yeah. that's a big challenge, man. I feel that family's been the biggest challenge, I think, for a lot of people. For me as well, is you want them to do good and you want to be your true self with them, but it's like they've seen a conditioned person or they are conditioned in their own way too. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I always think about myself wherever I am. I always think about myself as the spiritual aspect of these people coming in and just sort of disrupting the way that they are. Mm. And like, it's funny to me, but at the same time, I, I think it's something that I also need to just be completely accepting of and just being unapologetically that to Mm -hmm. them, Mm -hmm. you know, unapologetically you. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that, man. I think that's the goal. Hey, is just to be you true. You. Totally. Yeah. So finish up, last one. What's one tip that you would give your old self who was just starting this journey? You're on the other side, you know, like if you knew what you knew now, what would you say? Far out. <laughs> I would just say Oh man, there's so many things, but I, the first thing that pops up to me is that Everything that is and occurs is you. Hmm. So if you want to be able to take some control of that, you need to work on yourself, for yourself, for other people. Because when you allow yourself and give yourself the opportunity to work on yourself, you allow more room for other people to come in so that you can give yourself to them. Mm. So basically work on yourself to be in service of others. Wow. And just so basically see everyone as you. And then work on those traits that you dislike in others that are in within you and then yeah. be of, and, and then use that to be of service. Yeah. And don't be do what it takes to not be fearful. Follow your heart. That's probably the main thing yeah. as well. Yeah. I feel that, brother. That's amazing. Uh, that's the first uh first series of questions banged out just like that. Bang. That was that was awesome, brother. I appreciate that. And you know, I appreciate you getting real, appreciate you talking about what's dear to you and, and, and your own conscious journey, because this is gonna be a collective 
wake up, like, like I said, the greatest case study ever on men to help them, you know, shift in their own life from unwoke to woke. It's not a, it's not a destination. It's a journey. So I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for joining me, man. Thank you so much, bro. Peace, bro. And just be. I got love in my eyes, bro. I can't see. I'm gonna be who I'm destined to be. Wokeness is taking my old self away. Yeah, I put love into me. I'm spreading that love. Yo, don't you see? Grab your cacao and drink it with me. Cause wokeness is taking my old self away. Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man. Bring love and just be. Woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, woke man, wokey woke man, bring love and just be.